Welcome to Probably Bothered, the podcast that cuts through online business myths so that you can redefine your version of success. Because I believe if you aren't a little bit bothered, you probably have a treat for you. I remember, (laughs) guys, this is an unscripted episode. Can I be honest with you for a second? I scripted out this episode and I recorded it probably like six times, maybe 10 times. And then I kept listening to it and I never liked it and I never wanted to listen to it and I never wanted to edit it. And then I realized if I didn't even want to edit my own podcast, would you even want to hear it? Mm, The answer is probably no. So here we are. Huxley's on the couch next to me. He's my dog in case you didn't know. He promises to be quiet. So we'll see how that goes. I am currently sitting on the floor and going off script so that I can talk to you about wasting time in your business. Now, here's the thing. People are wasting time in their business, and I've definitely fallen into this category before too. It's really, really tough to see the bigger picture when you're in the middle of all of the muck, and I want to try to shed some light. So here we go. Why are you wasting time in your business? The first thing is procrastination. If you find yourself procrastinating, and I'm going to call it productive procrastination. Y'all, this isn't even how I thought this episode was going to be, but the thought popped into my head. So here we go. Productive procrastination. This is when you think that this expert or that expert has told you that you need to insert task here whether that is create a system or um, post a certain number of times or show up on Instagram, whatever it is. Productive procrastination means that you're not actually focusing on the thing that um, that gets you clients. And I used a bad example because I said show up on Instagram. If that's the way you get clients, great. Show the F up. Like show up every day, every second, whenever you can. Cool. But if you are using these tasks, these theoretical tasks that don't move the needle to procrastinate the things that do move the needle, then you're wasting time in your business. The other thing I see a lot is systems. Systems saved me and my sanity and my business, and I will love them until the end. But there is this rhetoric that you have to have a system for everything in order to get started. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You don't need a system for everything and you certainly don't develop them all up front. Now, the caveat to that for me personally is repetitive tasks. I create systems if I know I'm going to have to do something over and over and over again. So when I started my web design business, I created a system to serve my clients because I knew I was going to have more than one client and that I didn't want to miss out on details. So that was a time I front loaded a system and that worked wonderfully for me. And I would love to tell you how I did that. It's not always necessary. You don't always need to front load a system. Nine times out of 10, my other systems developed because I did a thing and then I realized I had to do the thing again. And then I realized, oh, okay, I probably should put a system to this because I keep forgetting things because I'm human and we're all human and we make mistakes. 
how did I create systems? This is, I guess we're switching from your wasting time in your business to how to save time in your business. Here's the scoop. I sit down with post-it notes. I start everything off screen, (laughs) which sounds so funny, but I write down every single task that I need to do for that thing. I'm going to use clients, working with clients. Every single thing I need to do to serve my clients, every meeting I need to have, every email I need to send, every piece of data I need to collect, and then every deliverable I need to deliver. And I figure out how to categorize them. I categorize them based on timeline, but also based on like categories. So um, I know that I wanted to have a meeting before my client's design day. And before that, I needed to collect data. And there were two types of data I needed to collect. It went into two separate forms. So categories by category, but also by time frame. After I did it all on post-its, then I moved it into my Dubsado. Dubsado, oh my gosh, this is not a commercial, hashtag not sponsored, but I love Dubsado. Like, I could not live in my business. I swear it saves me hours upon hours just having workflows built out in Dubsado. I even built out my podcast workflow in Dubsado. So um, I'll put my link below if you want to grab it. But basically, it sends proposals, contracts, and invoices to clients. And I create workflows to send out emails, which can also send out forms and collect data and house everything in one place so and and it you know you can pay invoices too so it is a phenomenal tool i'll put the link below and i'll stop talking about it now because nobody wants to listen to this commercial anymore now here's the other way that you're wasting time in your business you're chasing somebody else's version of success and that can be a hard pill to swallow when i first started thinking of this concept i offended myself So, but what I'm trying to say is that it can be a triggering thought, right? Like you start a business and you hear all of this rhetoric about 10K months and six-figure businesses and you're like, yes, I want that. That is what I'm working toward. But have you thought, have you ever stopped to think, why am I working toward this? And is that what I really, really want? And is that right for me? I spent probably a year and a half in my business chasing a goal that I didn't really want. I know I'm not the only person that's done this and I've had many conversations and many more to come, I'm sure, on Probably Bothered all about this very fact. So here's what you do about that one. I actually created a free resource and I would love for you guys to use it. So I'm going to link it down below. It's called Success Redefined and it basically walks you through a digital workbook where you can figure out what you need financially to survive and also what you need financially to thrive because let's be honest we're we're out here trying to thrive we're not trying to survive Uh, and then it also walks you through non-financial goals and what that looks like specifically for you because it's different for everyone me personally I feel the most successful when I'm having a conversation with a client and I can see that they've gotten this concept that we've been talking about and and I've been trying to help them kind of figure out their own take and and discussing and, and that light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, it makes sense. Now I can see how I want to implement this thing in my business or whatever it is. When, when I see that light bulb moment, I'm like, 
heck yes, I'm a good coach. Like this is amazing. So figuring out what those moments are for you. And did you notice when I told you when I felt most successful had nothing to do with a new inquiry. It had nothing to do with a new client. It had nothing to do with financial goals. It was a feeling. And how do you, I think that's a really interesting thought because let me tell you how interesting I am. (laughs) No, but seriously, it is actually a really interesting thought because society has dictated for so long that success equals money. But to me, success equals fulfillment. When I'm fulfilled, I feel successful. So anyway, Success Redefined is a digital workbook and it will help you get super clear on those details for yourself and what you view as success and what you find most fulfilling. And hopefully the answers surprise you. So grab it. Let me know. Please, please, please let me know. If you take the time to go through it, uh, reach out to me on Instagram and tell me what your thoughts were. Number three, you're wasting time in your business because you're not changing your mind. Now, this is something that I touched on with my guests in the first few episodes of Probably Bothered, but I'm so passionate about this because for the longest time, I was told, be consistent with web design, and I love web design. I think it's wonderful. I have gotten into states of flow and joy and fulfillment with web design, but I might also be a little strange because I started my web design business knowing it was not the final goal. I knew I wanted to be a coach, but I also wanted to have the experience of running my own business to be able to relate to my clients better. So I started in web design knowing that I was going to make the transition to coaching. And I can't tell you how many people told me not to do it. For the longest time, I listened. I thought, "Mm, I must not be ready yet or Um, They know something that I don't know. They're telling me this for a reason. Like I just need to be consistent and maybe in like maybe at five years or maybe at 10 years or maybe at whatever time period here. No, that is not the vibe. That is not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is creating businesses that fulfill us and serve our clients in a way that is fulfilling for everyone involved. Now, if you are continuing to do something that doesn't feel genuine to you, your clients are going to know. And I'm not saying like you're lying and I'm not saying that this is a negative thing. It could be like me. Like I love my web design clients. I love my web design business, but I knew I wanted to do something else. And that feeling just eroded. It ate away at me for the longest time until finally I said, I'm just going to do it. Why not? So this is your sign. If you are wasting your time because you know you have that feeling that you want to change your mind, change your direction, or do something new, and people are just telling you like, "Mm, it's not the right time. Maybe you should be consistent. Maybe you should just try a little longer or whatever their reason is. Stop. Stop listening to them. Stop listening to anything but your intuition guiding you to your greater purpose and what you need to be doing. Okay, my goal was to keep this episode under 10 minutes and I have not done that. So I'm going to let y'all go right now. 
This has been wonderful. I have enjoyed ranting into the microphone so much. I feel like there need to be more of these episodes. So tell me when you take a listen if you enjoyed this episode too. I have to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous about my first solo episode, but also surprisingly happy because Huxley hasn't made a peep. So (laughs) I'm going to have more sitting on the floor with my dog ranting episodes coming up very soon because this felt fulfilling to me. I will talk with you next week and I am not going to plug the episode mostly because I have a few amazing interviews coming up and I'm not sure what my guest schedules look like. So I don't know who you're going to hear from next week, but I know it's going to be amazing and we are going to talk about things that need to change in this space. So if you're on board for the ride, come along and we'll see you then.